Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak for all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, cooler, and lighter. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153angler.com. Now let's join our special guests around the campfire. Welcome back, everyone. Feather and fur. Brad here, of course. Tonight we have on Jason Heffler with Swamp Buck Camel, a cool little camel company based out of Wisconsin. So we're going to bring him right on in. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, Brad. Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm a real I'm, I'm real excited to have you on. Uh, met you at Bowfest, and you're you got a crazy little camel pattern out there which i've never seen I, I i think it's really cool and i wanted to talk to you about it no no i, I appreciate it. we get great feedback on it we're friends you know so a lot of people are seeing us for the first time uh and uh it's it's this kind of our breakthrough year uh still still very small running out of our our house still but uh, for the first time, we're buying buying a, a new trailer, a new warehouse, and we're uh, uh, we're gearing up for you know the future looks uh, is looking up now that we've got, kind of got our our manufacturing and processes behind us. Very nice. I mean, that's that's always a key, right? You got to be able to manufacture what you want to sell, and if if you're having Everyone has supply issues right now, so let's take COVID year out of it. But you I mean you got to get that durability down, you got to get your pattern down, you got to get your fit and your finish down, and that all takes time. That doesn't happen overnight. No, you're you're, you're exactly right. When we when we first got in it, we had, of course, uh, I'm not from the the fabric industry. You know, I my my career's been made in medical device 
uh, sales and uh, uh, just been a hunter by hobby, by passion, right? And uh, started playing around with uh, starting a hunting business. Didn't know which exactly way I wanted to enter the market, but I knew I wanted to pursue my passion that way. And uh, yeah, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. It took probably two, three years of legal, uh, you know, where we sure. had to protect our patents. Our, we had to trademark our name. We had to copyright our pattern. And, uh, and then you enter into fabric assembly, which is a whole different world. And a lot of that's overseas. So yeah, we have learned a lot, and we put and we've been in business about seven years, but really it's only been the past three years with the true functional pattern, the one that you've seen that we started talking about, um, and and it's and we're starting to invest more, and uh, it's starting to make a difference. Yeah, the I mean the pattern's really cool. I mean that's really what Campbell's about, right? And you took a really unique spin on a pattern and. It's almost like a logo pattern throughout a whole thing, creating camouflage. I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it. Yeah, yeah. We've got the the two two patterns. Um, the uh, the one uh, you know that we started with has kind of turned out to be a novelty pattern. It was never meant to be a pattern to be used in the woods, but something that stood out from the rest that kind of highlight. We call it now. We call it the passion pattern. Uh, sure. Uh, a friend from high school. Uh, he was a graphic arts guy. He's hunted, but he's not a hunter. Uh, let me put it better. And we, we kind of went the traditional route that most things do, where you go overseas. We got to market, if you will, what we wanted. You know, the, the back and forth, the back and forth with in the overseas and some of the language uh, disconnections. We, we got close, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted. But it's a great entree into the market the logo like and, and the name really catches people you know especially deer hunters right, right. swamp buck uh and we got a right. fantastic logo based on this this guy right here you know that that's uh the, the logo is based on that deer right there on the wall we call him ike that's awesome uh and uh <laughs> and uh yeah gary barden uh, gary barden's designs just just nailed the logo and uh and helped me with that original pattern and uh Based on that, just the feedback we were getting, everybody likes it, but they're like, you know, if you want to, some really good people in the industry is like, hey, if you want to build a brand, you don't want to build it, or it's going to be hard to build it on a novelty pattern. You really got to build it on a, a functional camel pattern. And and I agreed. So after hearing that, we pursued an artist to make the functional pattern, which is the the one that you've seen as, as well. And we get great feedback on that. And it's really, really good. It has, you know, multiple depth to it. Um, and it has a, a massive visual confusion, which is all you want your camel to do. You have a, you have a, you know, plaid hat on, to, you know, right. today, right? That's right. the traditional camel, right? And that actually works. It really does. You just have to have some type of pattern that breaks up your, your, your silhouette, right? That's why we hunt on trees with, or in brush behind us. But if you just right. stood in a, in, in a solid color, you'd stick out. You need some kind of pattern to break up the, um, your silhouette and uh we we think we have a pattern that really does that as good as anything out there it's kind of a homage to the traditional camels you know of the past sure. plus the more modern was modern ones like of the world yeah i mean we can pull them up here for the facebook and you we can we can bring them up one at a time here um let me get this going here 
we'll bring up your passion pattern first so everyone can see that um it's it's really really cool um yeah for everyone that's for right everyone there that, exactly for everyone that is listening if you're at home or on your computer or not driving his website is swapbuckcamo.com. So if you want to browse this while you're listening to us, it's swapbuckcamo.com. Um, and you can see all the patterns on there, the originals and the two other ones we're going to touch are the same two other color options on his actual hunting camel. But for those on Facebook and, and YouTube right now, you can see the passion one. It, it's really a cool design. Just like, you're right. It's not, hunt. I wouldn't wear it hunting, but it, it's really that unique, like, hey, there's a whole bunch of deer in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was what we wanted to do. Uh, Duck Dynasty did something like this. Uh, and they were a little bit of an inspiration for me to get into the hunting business. You know, I, I think we all enjoyed the show, you know, and, and the goofiness sure. of it. Um, but I, I really admired that they were able to, you know, work in their in their hobby or, you know, or their passion. Uh, so we came up with this camel and uh, we, uh, you should see some of the early designs. I mean, they were pretty, pretty bad. Right. And we ended up with something that, that we, we, we liked. Um, and, and it's fun. And a lot of times, especially like the hats, like you showed there, uh, the shirt, that same patterns on the hat, but of course it's more condensed. And a lot of people, uh, we have one of the hats, right? A lot of people don't see the deer right away, you know, when it's a little bit smaller right. pattern. So it's, it's, it's fun, you know, it's a true novelty pattern and, and people love to, people love to show that they're hunters, you know, they, it's, it's something they wear on their sleeve, so to speak, right? They, they don't hide the, their passion for hunting. Uh, and this allows them to do that. Agreed. We can bring up that hat real quick. I, I could, I should have probably worn it tonight, but I was real excited to wear my new lining Kugels hat. So <laughs> I picked this one up and I was up close to your neck of the woods. Is it a stormy grommer? grommer? Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a, exactly. I'm from, I'm originally from there. It's not a stormy. I have two stormies. This is a brist. I don't, I've never heard of them, but no, it's not a stormy, but, but I am definitely a fan of no, the stormies. Good. I'm not, pick. I'm not offended. If you're, if you're wearing a line in Kugel's hat, you're good with me. That's, that's totally <laughs> cool. All right. That did not work, but let's try to bring that hat up again. See if my computer wants to not have issues. There we go. So that hat is actually, I actually wore that hunting this past weekend out on the Mississippi for ducks. That was my companion there for this go. weekend for my yep, hat that's... choice. And and I agree. <laughs> I mean, you've got that great logo on the front. I mean, the logo's great. But then you get the camel pattern behind it. And until you get close, you don't really know what you're actually looking at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's what we were going for. The shirts. Uh, even though I'm I'm very happy with them and people like them a lot, uh, I, I didn't get that effect, right? The, the deer were too big, uh, and that was kind of the communication back and forth. It just didn't come through, and, and we just had to fish or cut bait, so we chose to go with it. Um, and and those those shirts are pretty popular. We actually give them away at a lot of our uh, events. I think the, the BoFest that we met, we were giving them away to just people come by to raise awareness for the brand, and, peop and people sure. love them. You know, again, the people love to share if you're a deer hunter. And I realized this when I was in just even in medical sales, you know, I, I get to work with some of the brightest minds in cardiology and cardiac surgery. And if I go into their office and talk with them and they, they you know, they have a hunting picture on the wall. I know at some point we're going to be able to talk hunting and that conversation right. is going to change. Right. Because people of all walks of life, it doesn't matter how successful 
you are, to what class you're in. If you enjoy hunting, we all have something in common. And we're going to talk hunting at some point at the conversation. And when we do, it just changes your your relationship with that person in an early Did I lose? Oh no! I got a little staticky there for a second. I caught, I caught your conversation. I caught what you're saying though, and I agree 100. But once you find that mutual ground and comp and hunting is such a very strong mutual ground. I mean, you find out someone hunts, it's like now we share a bond. Because I mean, it's kind of a down. I mean, people say numbers are up constantly, but overall historically, it's a downward trend. So I mean. I find more hunters are banding together rather than like complaining about more numbers. And I feel like there is a big focus on retention and getting new hunters involved. So you're right. When you do stumble into someone that you've never met before and they're wearing some sort of camo shirt or something, or they, you get the vibe or you know that they hunt. I mean, that conversation definitely becomes far more relaxed. It becomes extremely more personal and you start swapping stories before you even know what happened. Yeah, no, you're into hunting stories, and then you know, the reason why you came in, at least for me and my in my my business, uh, my med device business, uh, that that all of a sudden takes a back seat, you know, and they all everybody wants right. to talk about the hunting stories, and and that and that's part of hunting, right? Is the the stories, the camaraderie that you have during the hunt, especially especially in Wisconsin where deer hunting is such a rite of passage, right? It's a family oriented, right. or at least it, it was, and I and I hopefully we're hanging on to that as long as we can, uh, but it's definitely. Uh, a, a, a team sport, right? The, the, the time at the cabin, the time at the deer camp is uh, as, as precious as the time in the woods. Agreed. And like I've said numerous times on the show, and I, I probably come, I say it so much, I might even be able to change the title. I mean, it's really about the experience. It's not necessarily about taking an animal. It, it's the entire experience. And that's just a small part of it. I mean, it's everything from watching the sun come up to watching the sun go down to watching the animals and not even just if you're out in the woods deer hunting or if you're sitting in a tree i mean it's watching the squirrels it's watching the birds it's watching that woodpecker destroy that dying tree and drive you crazy with the constant da, 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 da. it's i mean it's all of it and yeah. all of that just makes the entire experience and that's kind of how i always feel i'm like i'm always chasing that experience yep no no well said and uh, unfortunately, people who judge hunting or, or only know hunting from the hunting shows, which they're fan, you know, those are great, right? We all enjoy those as hunters, but that right. just captures the peak moment, right? The 10 seconds you hunt all day for 10 seconds, uh, potentially, right? Where that buck comes in um, and, and they're only there for a brief amount of time. You've got a moment, a window to shoot. Well, that's, that's, that's maybe a you know, it's truly a fraction of your hunt. It's a fraction of your day. I mean, kind of be quiet as you can, you know? Right. I mean, sorry, that kind of brings, ahead. no, no, you're good. Uh, that kind of like, that it touches back on a point from my last week's podcast where it was, um, we made, he made a reference to this old house, how they rebuild a house in 30 minutes, yet they spent weeks there. And you and you get that in those in hunting shows too. And we touched on that, but I mean, <laughs> You're, you don't experience the entire thing they do. You see 30 minutes of what is could be days worth of hunting and you get this little highlight reel, but you don't, I mean, and you experience part of what they see, but you don't only get a sliver of that whole of everything they experienced from the challenges 
to the highs, to the lows, to the success, to the upright yeah. defeat on certain days. Yeah. No, that's why the, the shows that uh, show you their failures, I think we all enjoy those too, because we've all, you know, made the noise at the wrong time. You know, we, we go and reach back to grab the bow and doink, you hit something, boom, there's spook. You know, that happens to all, all right. of us. You drop, you drop your, you release, you know, down, you got to get down and get it. I mean, that, that all that stuff happens in a, on, all the time. And then when they show that on the shows, I, I appreciate that because that's a real hunt. That is that that's, that's, that's hunting. Right. And that's part of the story that, that occurs later. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or when you're sitting in your tree stand and you just, and you, you got a doe watching you like a hawk and there's a buck following her and there's just no possible way you can grab your bow. And it's, and you're making that decision where it's like, do you try do you go them? <laughs> or because it's, of course it's early enough in the hunt. So you get this choice. It's like, do you try and hope that doe doesn't spook because you know the buck's running with it. Or do you stay perfectly still and hope she circles back? Yep. Yep. That, no, that's 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 it. I mean, that's a common occurrence occurrence for for every deer hunter, especially especially an archery hunter that's in, in a tree. You know, in a blind, you have you have a little bit more forgiveness. Right. But you're in a tree, right. you're exposed. You, you, you're hopefully playing the wind right there. You're you're doing your ozonics or whatever and you just got to stay as still as possible that's where the camel part comes in you know like we were talking um if you have something that that blends good and again creates that visual confusion you got to try to you know the the bed is probably as still as possible try to wait outweigh that though and it's pretty hard to do when they when they got when they're radared in it's that and you get the adrenaline flow in and it's like, you're trying to be as quiet as possible. But then anytime I'm trying to be as quiet as possible, I swear I make the most noise possible. So it's like, I work against myself, but a good camel pattern. Absolute. I mean, if you, if you can hide now, you just have to worry about movement because yeah. movement's easy to spot. I mean, movement, movement's a problem always will be because that's why you got to wait for your opportune times, especially if you're reaching back to get your bow or if you got your gun on a hanger or anything like that but camel pattern plays such a huge part and yeah i mean like you said that visual confusion and, and your pattern is your pattern does a great job i mean we can just bring in the one pattern we can just bring in the one color right away so people can start to see what we're talking about and you can kind of explain what you have going on with it yeah that'd be great yeah so the artist we hired uh named stacy walker she's made other camouflage patterns uh, we have a green and a gray. The one you're showing here is our gray pattern. It's actually our, our most popular pattern. I think people like it for a couple of reasons. I know I, I, this is the one I wear in the fall in, in, for deer. Um, the green one works really well if it's really early season. Uh, but deer don't see in color anyway like we do. So it's more for me, I guess. The gray right. does a great job of really breaking up your, your silhouette. And what, what's nice is it works in the blind too. Right. So you don't have to sure. have multiple uh, sets of clothing. You know, this this works good in the blind. It's, it works good in the shadows and it works good in, in light because it looks like it, frankly, it looks a little bit like a, the, the surface of an oak tree. Right. So if you're up in a big tree, it really hides your pattern. And if you gray it out, if you uh, try to look, look at uh, an image like a deer would see it, you know, they totally lose the your silhouette you know they they can't see you at all 
Um, we have lots of pictures of that that we put on. If you think, if you think about a predator, you know, you the best, some of the best predators in the world, like a tiger, doesn't look like its background. It just has a visual confusion. Same for a leopard, right? A leopard right. doesn't hunt in. It's full of spots, right? It it just has visual confusion. So to a deer, you know, or the deer family that cannot see in color, it, it can't really pick out what's going on over there. And that's what that's what our goal was here. So this gray pattern has been really, really popular and kind of and kind of different too. That's why I think it, the, to the eye of the hunter, because they all have the traditional greens uh, patterns and uh, the, the gray works really good for that. And we use that for uh, both early season and late season, but um, with, with lightweight gear. And then this one you're showing here is our heavyweight gear, which has uh, basically Thinsulate in there, like uh, up to 125 milligrams of um, Thinsulate. And uh, I mean, it, it's 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 a really puffy jacket that works well, so you can sit and stand a long time, right? That's the other thing you need to do. Right. So that's some of the thing that synthetics do for you, I, even though uh, like the flannel we were talking about that you're you're wearing for your lining coolers hat, that does work. But some of the synthetics, they bring some advantages too, and and that's comfort, right? Because it's soft, uh, it right. doesn't make a lot of noise. Uh, and you can you know, pad it really easy. You get some weather resistance for it, if not being fully waterproof. Those those that we make are weather resistant because we've okay. kind of learned that if you make them fully waterproof, which we can do, uh, that's a very easy process. Adds a little bit of cost, not even that much cost, but it also increase, increases your noise, right? Sure. As, as sure. soon as you add that, um, you, you know, you, the, the little movements now get that corduroy effect, you know, zit, zit as you go left to right. So we right. think we've got a nice balance there with some weather resistance, uh, which is wind and water, but it's and really durable, goes through burrs really good, uh, but it's still soft. And, and I think you felt it when you're Absolutely. at Fest. It's, it's really the doesn't make as much noise it was i mean it definitely it was quiet i mean there's no doubt about it it was a very quiet camel um even your heavyweight camel wasn't as heavyweight as i would i mean i'm not saying it's not war i'm just saying it's not super poofy it's it's huntable still it's not like you're gonna it, you don't yeah. when i tried on your heavyweight jacket i didn't feel like the marshmallow man yeah yeah and it's it's definitely with the archery my uh, archery hunter in mind you know i think gun hunting you know if you're out with a rifle or your shotgun i think you can get a little puffier right because you don't need the fine motor skills you know so this is definitely more archery leaning uh we do have an orange vest that you can put on on it so you can be legal you know we have a matching sure. hat so we do want to uh, still cater to the rifle hunter i love to rifle hunt you know again the, for me the bow season for me is my season and then rifle season is my family. You know, we come up to the cabin. Right. I feel like I'm hosting them. I feel like I'm the entertainer. Uh, I still want to harvest the deer. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the archery season is my serious season. So we, one thing we do that's unique is we order these in 30 to 60 a lot allotments. So we don't buy a thousand at a time. One, I can't afford to do that. Number one. Number two, we've got a really good <laughs> new, a new partner that's really easy to work with that allows me to do that. So I get to make changes along the way. And the changes are usually driven by, you know, people contacting us saying, Hey, love your stuff. Wish it had this. And then I'm like, Hey, that's a, that's a great idea. Or, or right. even, even myself, you know, uh, last year I had uh, a hunt. We were trying out the cold weather gear for the first hunt. 
and uh, we're in a tree stand and, you know, I don't have anything for the harness to come through. Right. So that's a nice feature. So I'm like, okay, right. I want to add that next year. Just like everybody else, you know, run it just up your back and, you know, over. Well, it came swinging out, you know, to the side, lost it and makes a noise, hits the, hits the ladder that I'm going up. I'm like, okay, every deer and you know, it's bright, you know, it's right away in the morning. I'm like, good. I just cleared the field next to me. It's going to be fantastic. I get to sit for the next hour and hope they come back in and forget that I just made that noise. So this year, make my Nick, make my next order. We put a D loop on the front side here. So that's the pass through. So it can come through the middle of the jacket. So it was a better angle for your harness versus coming out the top of the jacket. Now sure. I can use my hood still. And then when I'm going up my stand, I can actually bring the harness over it and attach the D loop. Nice. Little stuff like that. And I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for me to sell the next, you know, 500 jackets. I can do that and sell 30 and go right into my new, new, new sure. uh, design. So it's, I, and I enjoy that. Right. So I, I like to think we're a hunting company first and foremost, that is for hunters. And I, and I welcome and love that feedback. We, we did the same thing. We sponsored the, the wild outdoors crew this year. They were at, they were at Bowfest. I think you, you might've met them yep. too. Um, but Jay Gregory and Wyatt Gregory and, and their crew, and they're super good guys to work with. I really, uh, it's been a blessing to get to know them. And I've met, I, to be honest, this whole journey has been uh, very, very God type stuff going on, you know, that, that I shouldn't be meeting the people that I'm meeting, you know, uh, things that right. happened for, you know, I like to believe things happen for a reason. And I think that's somewhat what's happened here. And I think Jay and his crew are part of that, but they hunt and in, in, uh, Wyatt hunts in a blind. So he wanted just pure black. And, and I had a problem with that because I'm like, well, Wyatt, uh, that I get it, but any, you know, you can get black anything. How do you know? How does that brand Swamp Buck? So I thought about it for a while. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a camo that bleeds, kind of like, kind of like the shirt I'm wearing here. You know, it, it, it bleeds. If you can see it here, sure. It, yep. You know, it, it actually bleeds away. Right. Into see how it bleeds into black. Right. So I, so I did that for a shirt just for him. I said, hey, I'm going to put the camo on the bottom, which of the view of the window for the deer and it's going to bleed away it'll be black solid top and and that's what he killed a he killed a buck already this year with with that pullover on and that's the kind of stuff i love to do i'm like i want it to be unique swamp buck i want that to be a unique brand an edgy hunting brand but i want it to be functional too and uh, so i love doing stuff like that so now that's something we offer on the website already that's our, our fade we call it our fade to black um uh pullover and it's made for, you know, people that hunt in a blind. Sure. And that's, and see, that's the, that's great that you have so much control over your production that you're not so deep into inventory that as you can, as you get these changes or you can do, you can just keep going and keep upgrading it. And that's one thing a small company can do compared to some of the larger companies out there is you can take your design and you can tweak it. And then as you get more people hunting on, be like, oh man, if you had this magnetic closure here, or if you had this there, you'd be like, huh, I like that idea, but I'm going to take it and turn it a little bit more into this. And I can have that still before season's even over. Yep. Yep. No, that's, a, that's exactly right. We've, I've got tons of examples where we've done that. Even on the casual stuff, if we, we get an idea that may, maybe looks uh, um, 
like I said, we, we want to have an edgy brand, a modern brand. So I'll see something. I actually, the, this shirt I'm wearing was inspired by a UFC shirt that I seen, uh, which, uh, you know, that I'm like, hey, I love that. You know what? I wonder, I, I think I can do that. And with the art of sub, uh, sublimation, you can do so many cool designs. And within two weeks, I had a sample. And now, and now we've got uh, three different colors with this kind of fade in, fade out. I guess it's called ombre. My wife call, tells me that that's actually a style. <laughs> it's called ombre, but I call it fade because <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't know even how to spell ombre, but uh, I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because I thought it looked cool on this F UFC fighter. And, uh, and now, and now we, we have it available now, right? And it took literally a month to get, to get over here. That's, that's awesome. And it seems like you're actually doing okay with COVID supply issues if you're able to create that design and have it in a month. And I'm sure you still have challenges, but that's actually for this market right now. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's it depends on the fabric. We did, uh, Brad. You're exactly right. Early season, we ran out of one of the fabrics we use the most, which is a ripstop fabric. Um, luckily, we also uh, use a micro suede. That's the one that you've seen. Uh, and we tested that last year in Buffalo County in Wisconsin and, and, and I tested it. I mean, it, I went through some, some thicket burrs, everything. I really want, I even asked the outfitter, you know, Hey, put me in a, one of these locations that I can really test out my stuff. And, and he did the, he put me through a, <laughs> a crazy spot and it did so well. So we converted our light, uh, lightweight stuff this spring to that and that's the lightweight we'll use in early season here too and it actually works just just great but yeah we had some concerns with uh um and some issues with uh supply uh, chain on fabrics but the sub dye stuff you know as long as you have fabric you can sub dye it and then you just have to have a good artist we have a great artist that allows me to do these funky funky patterns these funky combos and uh and right now it's it's really working so i i think there's always that risk you know that if you don't have a couple suppliers um right so we're we're always trying to you know network that we still have good contacts in the u.s uh that does drive our pricing up and slows me down because i have to do it a different way i have to buy the fabric source the fabric myself which i used to do then sub diet somewhere else which is how we did it and then manufacture it um so I can do that too. Uh, and there's some unique things we can do that way. I mean, more custom, but this, this is pretty good for us right now. And we're, we're really happy with it. Well, let's talk about what diff, cause we, we've, you've kind of hinted, I mean, you have a lightweight, you've got the winter weight, you've got some other stuff. So let's talk about the different, the different options you have for, for hunting seasons or gear. I mean, let's start with the lightweight stuff. Like, let, let, let's let's learn about the lightweight camera. What what is that? I mean, is it waterproof, windproof? I mean, not insulated at all. Yep. Yep, exactly. So it's actually the same outer shell, which gives me a lot of efficiencies, right? Um, it's a different cut because when you have insulation inside, you have to, you know, you have to you scale it differently for the different size. So a large is still a large, but the cut is a lot different, right? All of our sure. stuff is cut, I would say almost a fitted cut like when you put on the jacket it's 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 puffy because the insulation but there it's not a lot of waste so uh if if somebody's listening or, or, or watching and they're interested you know just contact us because we do maybe recommend going a size up for the cold weather gear 
uh, because it's it is cut different. It's more about the cut th than anything. But I like this cut better because as as you know, Brad, when you're in, in stand, if it's too loose, right? Yes, you can layer well, but it lets air in too, right? So I think this is pretty efficient use of the fabric, and it and it feels good. You don't you're not too wide. You're not the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man like you referenced earlier, right? Right. Um, with I, lightweight gear, same outer shell. Oh, go ahead. I was I was gonna say I've always preferred, as you called them, I like a more athletic cut. I mean, I don't like baggy sleeves. I want enough to where I can move around, but I don't want a bunch of fabric hanging off my arm that can get into my bowstring. Like I don't want to wear restraints on my arm so my jacket doesn't get in the way. I mean, that that's always with a lot of different manufacturers that bothers me because I'm like, I don't want this big, bulky extra material wrist cuffs are falling over my hands i mean i've never i mean and that's something i did like about yours because it does have that more athletic feel it has that more it's a it's that like you referred to it as the cut i i prefer that style of cut especially because it, it still has the mobility without the excess yeah yep yep and that, that's why i you know the disadvantage that i have is being an online sales only there's always that, you know, not being able to put it on and not understanding that. Mm -hmm. So we encourage, we, we guarantee all our stuff. Like if it doesn't fit, you know, we'll, we'll replace it. No shipping costs, all that. And I think we, you have to do that when you're online only. Um, but when we do our shows, uh, you know, that, that's the best time when we move the most product because they can actually try it on. They see how comfortable it is, how quiet it is. And then, like you said, the cut. Um, right. So the lightweight gear, though, is just that same outer shell, and it's just a mesh liner. So it is really light. So it does have the same water and wind resistance, not waterproof. Okay. Um, sure. But if, if, you, if you threw a five-gallon pail of water on, you actually don't get wet. But if you sat in a downpour and it just got to sit on you and slowly soak in, it'll shed, it'll shed, it'll shed, then eventually it will, it'll, you know, you'll eventually get wet. Um, but it, it's a quite a long time. None of us sit and stand that long, typically. Uh, <laughs> right. I know I don't. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I used to be of the, the theory that, you know, deer don't move, you know, when it's that nasty out, unless it's rut, you know. Uh, sure. But I've, I've got so many friends that have shot big bucks, you know, in the rain. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to re rethink that. Maybe I was just justifying the, 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 to me so I could stay in the cabin, right? Right. Um, I know I I know too many now that have shot big bucks in the rain, but uh, um, so we, again, it's trade offs. You know, we you could do I could do a fully waterproof, um, but it's 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 like the fishing gear then, right? It's just too loud, too crinkly, right? So right, right. I think next year we'll go for a, um, which a lot of a lot of companies do, like a, a an additional layer that you can just take into the woods that is a traditional you know waterproof but sure. really, really lightweight, like a, just a shell. And maybe we'll add that next year. But this year, I, I, I mean, I feel really good about what we have. And, uh, and again, you just, you just got to consider your trade-offs. And right now we're, we're in an air on the side of soft, quiet, and have some resist water and wind resistance versus full-on waterproof. Then as you go into our cold weather gear, the only, we, we do change the pants go from pants to bibs, which is, sure. I think, especially in Wisconsin, I think that, a, a critical thing um covering the back those, you know completely is such sure and a lot of people don't offer these anymore right um we do have the the sides go all the way up 
you know, and then we have buttons on the side so you can walk into stand and not, you know, sweat your, you know, what's off. Um, sure. That's the worst getting, you know, getting, getting up on the way to the stand. So that too. Uh, and then you can zip up once you get there. Um, the small, small sizes, a couple of kids' sizes, basically small and small. Those are in pants still because, you know, it's kind of a ways to do a bib on those because they're more expensive to build. Um, but yeah, the, the cold weather, they're all bibs uh, and, and they and they are warm, right? They, they do their job uh, and there should be no no air getting in uh, with the bib on and then the jacket coverage. Uh, and then we've got beanies and we've, we have the accessories. I think we'll still you know, probably need to improve our accessories. We have we had gloves last year and, and they were uh, well received, but not up to the quality that I really wanted. So we, we just reset them and, you know, we'll, we'll build those again next year. Hat, you know, hats. All investors, too, of course. Right. And if we get bad feedback, we just kind of take it off the website and and I, I do, you know, clearance items and stuff like that. when We do our shows because we want to have a good product. When you're a small company like we are, you know, I can't afford to have quality issues. So uh, I, right. I, my, my brand is so important right now to have a good brand. So we try to err on, on over customer service um, and uh, and make sure that anything that's out there is, is really high quality. And if not, I just I just take it off. And that makes I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you want to I think everyone strives to provide that quality product. I mean, and. There's, well, I don't want to say that because sometimes profits get in the way of quality, right? Um, but oh, yeah. that's like with, with being a smaller company, though, like you're able to make those changes. You can be like, this product is not working how we have it designed. Let's try designing it this way or let's try using this material or let's change, tweak this. And you can do it much faster in a more of almost like a real time environment rather than waiting, being like, well, We've got 2,000 units sitting here still. I still got to sell these. Yep. We've got this design worked up, but that's going to have to go wait for 2020. And we're going to have to do a launch now rather than you can kind of just introduce it and be like, hey, check out the new upgraded 2021 jacket rather than like a yep. whole full line launch in 2022. You're, you're exactly right. You're, you're, that's my sales pitch, right? Is, hey, we're, we're small and nimble and, and we're a hunting company for hunters. So Next year, we'll have a few more iterations that uh, that'll be better, uh, and we'll close out the few that hopefully the few that we have left. And and as we get bigger, that I'll lose that that ability, but I'll also have fine tuned it through the years. So when we get to that point, we're gonna have a, just a really really uh, solid product. Sure, sure. And then we you did touch base. We can bring up the green pattern here because um, yeah. you have the gray pattern, which is which is great. I, I really liked the green pattern as well. I thought it would be amazing for like, I, I really thought it'd be great in a duck blind. Yeah. We've had a few. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, you know, again, with the more traditional green, uh, it looks fantastic. I, I think the photo, uh, this is, these are photos that, that I actually shoot right with my, sure. with my camera. I, but it, when we have a professional photographer, which we've had do for some of our field shots, it, it just, it really pops, you know, there's a lot of depth that, that, uh, the, you know, you need a high def, you know, photograph to really see the multiple mm -hmm. layers. And then the top layer is that squiggly pattern, which is what creates the, the visual confusion, you know, and, and that's, it's kind of designed to look like a, uh, the top of an Oak, 
uh, or even a, 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 a rifle, uh, if you look at the wood casing, you know, uh, on, a, on a rifle barrel, right, or on a rifle stock. It, that nice grain, you yeah, get that nice, grain deep, pattern. thick yeah. grain. And we can play with that too. Like if you look at this compared to our early version, um, we've widened it out. And next year, we're actually widening it out a little bit more uh, just to get a little bit more separation. You, this, the, you know, if you look at some of the real tree stuff and, and, the, and the, the mossy oak stuff, even though, you know, who am I to, to, to judge? They're great companies and I've wore their stuff through the years. But that their art is so detailed, so good, right. so right. detailed. But the more detail you have, the more you actually start to darken the image right it looks like in certain lights it looks like a blob right so you look like you, you can see the figure so the actually the more spread you get uh there was a pattern called the asap pattern it's really really kind of a you know it was an ugly camo if you will but okay. high, <laughs> highly functional um and so we're, we're we're kind of trying to do a little bit of that wide it out and again just just break up the pattern sure this is actually maybe a slightly better picture. We'll pull it up from your Instagram page, which will touch base on how everyone can see you in a little bit. But that might show it a little better. Like yeah, you can really see, like it's more like it's more green than your website makes it look. Because your website makes it look a little more on the brown side, but there's definitely a lot of green in there where I could see that being a great turkey pattern, but also a really, really good marsh pattern. Yeah. In the and especially before all the reeds and the cattails die, because there's so much green in that. I yep. see it just being a great pattern for duck. And I know you didn't design it for duck hunting, but it really would be a great duck hunting pattern. No, we 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 toy and, and talk about it still quite a bit. It's a different it's a different material, right? So we're now we're getting into the neoprenes and such. Um, and uh, we so we've talked about it, and I'd I'd love to do it. Um, it's just about scaling at the, at the right time. So. I think we will be in it. I think we'll have an Upland brand sometime as well. Um, now you're really speaking towards my heart. Yeah. Well, and we, <laughs> and we, we talk about it. We're, uh, and we actually uh, have been toying with and actually just launched a, a fishing shirt. It's our first one uh, with our blue camo um, with some features that are for fishermen. And... Um, and you know we're just kind of kind of dabbling now to see can we do it and is the quality there will it be received well and right you know or do we have their brand in like you know buck commander also did fin commander right and they they kind of broke up their their brand a little bit to appeal to that that hunting uh, subset so we'll see what we do um, I love the name Swamp Buck, so it's hard to let it go, and I love to keep my brand there. But I don't know if that appeals to a, a fisherman, right? But I, I think our pattern—I uh, mean, I've seen a lot of the hook, you know, stuff, and I—I I, I put right. my pattern up with theirs any day. I think it looks. We can show. Well, I mean, we have a ton. I mean, this podcast started with kayak fishermen. I'm a kayak fisherman. I right. mean, all of us fish tournaments. That's what I was doing in the Mississippi River last weekend. Instead of I wasn't up by the show you were at. Um, we were, we were, we had our own tournament series. I mean, the, we had the paddle and fin championship this past weekend. So, I mean, fishing is dear to our heart. I'm the only podcast, only episode out of all of ours that doesn't talk only fishing. So, I mean, I know I have a lot of guys here that don't listen to it. I mean, this is a really cool design shirt. I mean, not only do you get your camo pattern, but you get in that 
built-in, rather than a hood, you have a built-in neck gaiter, which I actually like better. Yeah, yeah, and I, this one actually has a hood too. You can't see it here, so you get oh, both of right. this. Um, oh, nice. This was a, this was our first one. Yep, and this is an S, SPF, so it's got all the right things for a fisherman. Which again, we try to do it right, so it's F, SPF forty. Uh, it's a wicking, so it, and it keeps you so it keeps you cool if you get wet. It it, it sheds it fast. Built-in buff and a hood, so you can. It, it's it's designed for a fisherman, but like I said, it says swamp let's see what we do in the future but this was our first uh our first kind of putting our and then we've gotten really good feedback we didn't order too many of these so so brad i'm gonna send you one so you can so you can check it out um oh, but awesome. yeah i, I, I love, I, I love I people that. do this you know when i when i first <laughs> when i first started uh swamp buck deer hunting was the biggest spend in the industry right the man years ago you know, every uh, as the populations have gotten a little bit older, and and I think it's been harder to you know there's not as much public land to hunt anymore, so it pushes you know people into smaller areas to, for public land, which creates kind of bad experiences and you know that that's too bad that that's happening right. The, when I was a kid hunting with my dad, who was the original swamp buck, that's how the name came to me. Is my <laughs> you know we used to just pull up to a farm right. And we would uh, ask if we could drive their woods, right? And this is in Jim Falls, sure. you know, Wisconsin. And uh, the farmer probably knew the family. And sure, why don't you go drive it? And we'd set up stands, you know, standers, which I was the stander wearing terrible orange clothing that was, you know, like a <laughs> Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. So cold, yep. hands are cold, feet are cold, body's barely warm because I got this big, you know, terrible outfit on. And my dad would go drive the swamps. We'd drive the swamps. We'd drive the nastiest stuff, right? Well, that that that, that kind of hunting don't don't happen that much anymore, you know. It's all it, 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 those days are kind of past us. So, um, so the gear is important, so you can stay on stand a long time. Um, I don't think it's necessarily worse uh, for the experience, but it's definitely worse for keeping hunters in because there's less land for them to hunt, right? It's kind of become it, fishing's now surpassed hunt as far as the spend in america so that that's add to the line uh, a little bit next spring we're actually looking at a few things already to the line so when spring comes we'll we'll be ready to launch a, a few more fishing items that's that's it's it's always nice and you can rather than have like spread out, diversify. I mean, yes, it's still clothing, but now you're working on more. I mean, turkey hunting in spring, sure, but that's a really short season. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Wisconsin, it's short. It now you go around the country, you have obviously every season gets longer, right? But I mean, you get those midsummer ruts. It's like that's really hard on when you're only selling camel. I buy a lot of hunting stuff throughout the summer. I do. I'm constantly checking out new gear and this, but not everyone is. A lot of people like summertime, we're fishing. I'm not even thinking about hunting. And then come September, yep. it's, oh, now I want, I, I probably should get some new camel. But there's that whole May through September window where it's like, uh, what are we doing? Yep. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And uh, and that's an easy, I mean, our, our, the technology for fabrics for fishing are the right. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's pretty easy lifting. If you're a hardcore hunting company like we are, 
where you have all this, you know, insulated stuff and lightweight stuff and durable, blah, blah, blah. Fishing's easy, you know, put it, it has to just have the SPF wick well and and then be be comfortable and and, and fun right it, it, it this stuff is right. it's, it's really nice i think you'll, i think you'll like it i i i know you had some long sleeve shirts at bowfest some long sleeve fishing shirts there and they were really nice um um they were right up there with anything else i had by any other major manufacturer for sure i mean um the the feel was there they didn't they were lightweight they gave you enough protection where it would, where you don't have to worry about getting burnt because you got that SPF 40. Um, it felt like it would breathe really well and it didn't feel like it would stick to you either, which I have some shirts that will just like yeah. kind of hang on you, which drives me crazy. And the, and yeah. again, you had that, that fit, which gives you enough function, but isn't like a, a dress. Yep. No, you're exactly right. And a lot of people wear them for like my family. When I say a lot of people, um, my family loves to wear them for like swim shirts even, right? Because they don't sure. do exactly what you said. They don't like a lot of swim shirts are a little bit constrictive and then and then they kind of hang on you, you know, and, and this, right. this fabric. Doesn't. So we actually make our lightweight hoodies, which are again for kind of early season bow. They have the thumb holes for your your sleeve and then it's a hoodie so you could put put a buff on put the hood up and it could be a really lightweight gear for you know some hot weather areas and that's made sure. out of the same exact material all right i think i think we got a picture of that pretty pretty much right here already lined up from your instagram of some of your of your lightweight yeah there that's that's the lightweight outfit right there yep that's what we use for turkey and for and really for early season bow, and then for our, you know the people down south who don't have to have three different layers of camel like we do up here in the north. Right. Uh, that that's what they can use year round. You know, it it it, it really uh, it breathes really well too, right? Which we don't think about that much because we're worried about being being uh, you know being cold, but that breathability is so important because you can't we don't want to get wet underneath it right because that's when you it, that's you're not going to be in stand long once you start sweating and if that stays on you yeah i mean that's huge i mean especially when you really start to get cold i mean i'm super picky on my base layers because whatever's right next to my skin has to breathe properly and keep me warm and i am super picky on those yep yep no same same here we're not we i i, I mean i wear these shirts here but they're not really thermal. So I, I love wearing a good, uh, like some Under Armour 2.0s, you know, and, and sure. so you have a little thermal layer, but it also breathes and gets the sweat off of you and then wicks it away. And then and then you have a, th a bigger thermal layer and then your outer layer. And and you really, you build it that way, you can you stand stand a long time. Especially because you can layer as you go in and out of the field too. So you don't, like you said, you don't get all sweaty. And especially when you have those, at least in, or mid-October, I mean, you'll have days where you're going in in the morning and it's like frost on the ground and you're sitting on stand, it's cold, and it takes a few hours, a good few hours before it starts to warm up, but then it can still hit 60 on that day. And then by that yep. point, you want to get down into another layer because even, uh, yeah, because even lightweight stuff starts to get warm at times. Yep, yeah, but two years ago... I was down to, I mean, if I would have had camel underwear, I would 
<laughs> underwear because it was so hot. It was 72 degrees. Uh, so I was down to, to the base layer only. And, uh, thing, and that's a good thing. I had it planned that way, right? I had my base layer, right. then with the next, the lightweight layer to go. Um, and it's all camo and camo. Uh, and that's why, that's why we build it that way. It's tough. It's tough living up here. You know, we gotta, we gotta have gear that meets the, these weird conditions. We'll have 20, we'll, we'll float 20, 30 degrees in a day sometimes. Right. That in our bubble and just in archery can be crazy. Cause in the middle of October, you can have a weekend where it's in the sixties and seventies still. And the following year, you can be in the same middle of October and I'm wearing clothing that's heavier than I'm wearing gun season. Cause it's highs in the teens yep. i remember that yep. i think it was three years ago during the rut i went out and bought a whole new camel setup because i had nothing warm enough to archery hunt it yeah yeah now that, that happened last year if you remember we had that spell mid-october i was in buffalo county leaving because I, I had all my gear right so i was testing everything so i was set but we had people in camp that were not prepared for that cold so I was throwing, you know, selling slash letting people use all the heavy, <laughs> heavy gear because they were they were coming from, you know, from, we had people from Vermont, people from Colorado, um, and some of them didn't have everything. Right. So yeah, you just, sure. that's that's a, that's the challenge. It's also it's challenging about being a company, too. You want to offer a lot of options, but not too many options. Our first year we had blaze orange first year of the functional stuff. We had blaze orange stuff as well. We had the white pattern uh, just just last year. We still had the white pattern. I, I still have a few left, and that white pattern looks great. But I just wanted to focus. You know, I want to focus. My core is my deer hunters, my archery right. hunters. So we, we, we anyone want to get spread out too far. So this year, that's that's what all we're doing, and and uh, and investing in and again in the quality and making sure we have the right features on, on our product. Absolutely, I. I'm not going to try to talk you back into it, but that white product, there might, and, and I'm going, I'm a duck hunter. I am. There might be a serious late and early snow goose, uh, like when there's still snow on. I mean, that might be a phenomenal pattern for some of those guys, to be honest. Yeah. And if I don't you, know if you ever thought of, I don't know if you ever thought of that market, but yeah, it's a, that's no. a big market. It, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's and, and our white, we probably that. get the most compliments if you look at we were just at the chippewa or the northern wisconsin state fairgrounds for the wisconsin sports show and our number one and number two sellers not dollar wise but just volume wise meaning you know uh, how, right. how many items we sold were the red white and blue which we always do we have a red white and blue camel which people love I was and just gonna pull that up actually yeah. <laughs> i got and it that, ready to go that, right now it that that's always sells really good and i, I yeah so that's, we we have a short sleeve now which we learned from bofast brad you know we we <laughs> only had stuff at BoFest. it was so hot i was like i would buy this if you had a short sleeve so since we've seen each other in Bofest, get, we have now short sleeve, right? That's how fast we were able to move. Right. So this is actually a ladies' cut too. So this is our first time we've had a ladies' cut, and now we offer it in this and then in our black as well. Um, but then we have a, the white pattern, which is in the middle here, um, and then it's full white. And these two of our casual camel, those two are the most popular. So that that just a really good breakup right and, and, and right. if you back off like 20 feet you just completely disappear yeah for the in, in a I can see that, right 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 and i can see that for the um for the predator hunters 
I could see predators, hunters jumping all on that. I mean, that's a, especially, or any like late season waterfall field hunters as well. I mean, I'm always looking for a good snow camel pattern. And there aren't many, a lot of the snow patterns are, so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with old school patterns, but there is not a lot of design or technology in a lot of that white stuff a lot of times. I mean, a lot of it's still, no. I mean, it's like painter suits. No, that's what you see. A lot of them are just painter suits. Hey, wear, wear whatever you want and just put this over it. Well, that's, that, right. you know, that, that's not how we like to wear it. Right. So, uh, right. well, maybe I'll have to send you one of those and you can get some, uh, you get some field, <laughs> some field, uh, some field testing for me, but, but I, I I'm serious that we get a ton of great feedback. So that just keeps encouraging us, right. It keeps encouraging us to invest and, and try to dab a little bit. Like I was saying earlier, uh, you know, we started out with, um, just, just an idea to get into hunting. Right. Right. And, uh, um, and I, I don't know if you want to, if you want to pull up, uh, my, the pictures of my dad there that, that yeah, absolutely. It kind of shows how this is a typical, uh, very common in Wisconsin, you know, the kind of, uh, deer hunting history or how you tradition that we get into here. Uh, but I think the, people get a kick out of it if you if for those who aren't able to see it it's on our on our website too uh, just an about swamp book but that first picture up there is my dad is he's he's a young man there on the on the left you know grandpa shoots a buck and it freezes right because it's bitter cold and right. what do you do what do you do with a buck that's frozen you, you stand i guess you stand with your family so that's my <laughs> uncle my aunt and my dad there well, fast forward. Uh, so that's a classic, right? That uh, that's right. way back, you know, in 1958, we think, right? Uh, okay. Then then fast forward several years. So here's my dad. Same thing happens, right? We got this nice little buck uh, that was hit, and we uh, dad harvested in Winter, Wisconsin, and uh, it freezes. He's got it hanging from the tree. Didn't didn't uh, didn't uh, cut it up yet. Didn't butcher it yet, right? Uh, it fell. And it fell just like you see in the picture in the left there. It just fell like, so it looked like it was alive. So he has the same fun that he had back when he was, uh, when he was a child and takes pictures like this with it. Uh, uh, and these are, these are legendary pictures my dad sent since passed. Uh, but he's the one who introduced uh, hunting to us. And, and he was alive still when we started the business. And he just, he just loved what we were doing. And I think he'd be shocked to see how far it's come. Not that we're anything big yet. Um, and sure we have aspirations, but our goal was just to have a little, a little company that could allow us to explore the hunting space and, and then, and, uh, and be part of it and maybe make our, our, our passion, our, our, our work and, and we're, and we're on our way and, uh, um, I'm pretty proud of where, where we're at and where we could go. And I, and I appreciate your feedback too. Um, you know, we, we fish, fishing, snow camel. All these things are really easy for us to do, and we've already dabbled a little bit. Right. Um, so that's the nice thing about camel, right? Is right. It, it really can that, go so many different ways. That and you're it's, you have those um, you're able, you have those partners where you can change things, do quick turnarounds, smaller order volumes. It gives you the ability to test different markets slightly as well that other companies can't. We're gonna be like, let's give this a shot, see if this grabs any traction, and ah, this one's kind of slow. And then you do those cool, cool giveaways at all those shows, which just bring people by and everything else and great exposure for you. And you'd be like, ah, we could always throw these as a giveaway, but let's try this a little bit. And and you're not, and I'm not, like you're not necessarily throwing anything away, 
because you're using it for additional marketing, but you're able to do such small things. Like you're able to test these different things and find these little niches. And then like, but you're able to like still create this high quality product for like your traditional, not traditional archery, but your core focus of archery hunting and deer hunting and not, and like even gun season with all the blaze orange on top. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually we, you know, you brought up traditional hunters. So we actually have, uh, because Jay Gregory is a traditional hunter. Uh, and when we, when we met him and started sponsoring the group, he would wear his traditional gear underneath and wear my vest over. And in, in some of the, you know, social media is a tough place, right? Some of the social right. media fans are like, Hey Jay, you're selling out, you know, now you got a new camo company sponsoring this. So now you got to push their camo. And he's like, well, I'm still wearing my flannel. I just want, I need an extra layer and I wanted something that has some weatherproofing. So I told him, I said, Hey Jay, I don't want you to give up your, your traditional image. Let's, let's, let's design a flannel, you know, for, so we actually designed our traditions line now which has uh, is a flannel jacket made for archery hunters that like that type of look. So we have an orange, sure. gray, and a, and a green. And those have been wildly popular too. And so again, just to your point, you know, you, you got something that somebody had an idea. Hey, let's, let's see what we can do. You know, so now right. we have a swamp buck, a wild outdoors edition, uh, flannel, a flannel jacket. Well, if it wouldn't have been so hot out, I mean, I looked numerous times at those flannels and I almost bought one. I just couldn't bring my, I mean, Bowfest was so miserably hot. I just couldn't bring myself to buy a flannel shirt yeah. during 90 degree sitting around under tiny little bits of shade on asphalt show. I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I, I no. was the only one in that whole place that was praying for like a cold snap. I'm like, if a cold snap hits, we are going to crush it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a fun show. I mean, it was a great show. It really was. I mean, it's like every show, there's always places you can improve and everything else, but it was such a unique and cool, like entire, like shoot though. Like having a 3d archery shoot going up and down a ski hill and having terrain to deal with and everything else and different shooting angles. And then having vendors there for support, you had your major bow manufacturers. You were there. I was there with new canoes. So you had all these different vendors there as well. It was a really cool experience, which I can see it growing into something even bigger. Yeah, no, for the, for those of you, I'm sure you talked to another podcast, uh, but for, for me, I, I, that, that could be like a family type event every year that people commit to. If you're, if you're a bow hunter, especially um, it, it's pretty cool. And I, I think they'll make the changes, you know, you, you and I talked uh, offline, you know, mm -hmm. about uh, some of the changes they need to make to make it better. Um, but I think they will. I think they're very open to that. I mean, that's a very unique experience. Uh, um, and I, I, I can't wait to go back next year. I think it's going to be even better. I agree. I agree. I think that's just going to grow. Um, well, let's make sure everybody knows how to find everything about Swamp Buck. Yeah. So you, you, right now, the best way to get us, uh, our website is fully active and we update that as soon as we get new product. And that happens, you know, quite a bit. Well, you know, we, we try to keep it up to date. Uh, so that's swampbuckcamo.com and camo is c-a-m-o we, we don't use the u so swampbuckcamo.com and then uh we're on facebook and instagram as well so uh, you can find us there and we we're we're fairly active on social media but we really let the wild outdoors uh um do most of our, our interactive posts uh, and then we share a lot of their hunts. Uh, so they're really our, our biggest promoters right now. 
great, great group of guys. So if you get a chance to watch them on, they're on the sportsman's channel. They, of course, they have their own, they have their own uh, website, but uh, uh, I think they're running the sportsman's channel Instagram like today, you know, so they're very active in social media Um, and great, great guys. Um, uh, Again, been a true blessing to get to, to work with them. Um, And we'll, and, and hopefully, uh, uh, you'll see us more and more, you know, we'll continue to make investments in some, uh, um, not just in our, in, in our product, but also in, in awareness so we can get our name out there. Cause right now we're, we're just a small little Wisconsin company with big dreams. But that's a great place to start though. I mean, a, it's Wisconsin, so I'm partial. I live here, but I mean, that small company, I mean, it just allows you to focus and make those changes like you've already said, and we've already touched on and grow consistently. I mean, and that's key. Like, like obviously, like you want to grow. Everyone wants to grow their business, grow their brand, grow their persona. But it allows you to grow in a way where you can continue to make a high-quality product that has direct feedback from hunters and continues to evolve rather than growing super fast and then being stuck in this little box where you're able to, like, never be in the box. You're able to constantly evolve, which is huge. And it allows yeah. you to, like – and it, it actually is a really similar – to the show I did with um, Southern Light LED and how like he brought up, he's like, I was able to constantly bring in new technology and that's how I stayed ahead of the pack because I didn't buy 20,000, 30,000 manufacture all these lights. He would just do it and kind of like what you do. I mean, yep. it's the same thing where you can constantly, if a new fabric material comes out next in the middle of winter, you have a new fabric material that comes mm-hmm. out and everyone's like, holy cow, this could be amazing a lot of these bigger manufacturers, they're not going to throw away all their inventory. They might have enough inventory to make it all the way through 2022. They might not put out that material to 2023 or maybe some limited release. Whereas you can be like, this replaces everything we've had. Like this is the most amazing technology ever that came out. We can have a whole new, you can have a whole new line in two months, not even two months, probably. Yep. Right. No, you're, you're exactly you're exactly right. And right right now, you know, if you look, uh, our pricing is is really reasonable, you know, uh, because we're direct. Right. I mean, right. I, I have my write up and that's it. Right. We're not in Cabela's, probably never be in Cabela's. Right. Because they don't need me. They can, they'll just copy. They'll just uh, copy my pattern. <laughs> if I got big enough, they'll just copy my pattern and make it cheaper than I can make it. Right. And, right. You know, that's the model. I get it. I, I, it is what it is. Um, uh, I'm hoping that we can work with some big box shops that are maybe a little bit less risky like that, where they can just, you know, you know, be a margin company and, and just copy me and, and take over. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but, but right now, you know, we're just a, you can work direct with us and, and, and it's, re- I think it's really good product and we'll stand behind it. And it's really, really at a, at a very reasonable call. Um, we're not looking to, you know, create the next, uh, I'd love to charge 600 bucks and, and be uh, a Sika type line. Um, and that's great stuff too. I, I use Sika as a comparison all the time, but not to bash it. I think it's phenomenal stuff, but I also know that they're, they're making a pretty good margin there. So there's, there's room somewhere for a manufacturer like me to have a, uh, a product that's striving to be as good as that at a, at a lower cost. Not so right. And, and, I don't have any Sitka gear, and it's not that I'm not willing to spend the money on it. 
I, I just, I'm not willing to spend the money on it. I, I mean, it's not that I can't afford, I could buy it if I wanted to. I mean, I've got way too many thousands of dollars wrapped up in my duck hunting boat. Like I could afford $800 waders if I really wanted $800 waders, right? Right. I just can't justify spending that kind of money on, on, on something. And even, even if it really is that good, it's still at a price point where I just can't wrap my mind around that. Yep. So your price point is, is great for the average hunter that is, that isn't necessarily because you're always going to have the people that are like stuck on a name brand, right? Mm -hmm. Like that it's, it's a status symbol as much to them as it is function, but you're going to have guys like me. And I'd say, I don't know, 80%, maybe more of us out there where if we could find something that's got an amazing quality at a price that doesn't just like still gives us fuel money to go out and chase deer and chase birds and go enjoy our adventure and to make that experience. Yeah. I'd much rather have that. Yeah. No, I, I think all of us, you know, would rather spend the money on the adventure. Yeah. Right. Like you were saying earlier, right. And that's what we're in is for the experience, you know, and there's money to, that you have to pay to, for just for the experience. So if your gear doesn't have to cost you a house payment, that's, that's a good thing too. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, I'm going to give the next little bit to you, whoever you want to thank, any shout outs you want to give. Uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. Well, for, well, thank you. First of all, this has been great. I enjoy talking to you at BoFest and, uh, and talking to you and communicating with you leading up to this. So this is our first opportunity to really get uh, a live type of audience like this. So uh, or recording of it. So uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. I, I mean, thankful for the opportunity. Um, and, and I'll just thank all those that we've met the last, especially the last couple of shows. We've had so many people stop by the booth and people have so many questions. Where, where have you guys been? I've never heard of you guys. You know, I like your pattern like this. It, it's such a easy conversation to have with people of like mind again, when we're talking to hunting people. Um, and, and, you know, most of our shows have been in Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, really the Midwest, um, you know, and just salt of the earth people. So thanks to everybody that stopped by the booth and all the comments. And uh, I will thank since since you give me the opportunity, I thank it. Uh, thank you for it. My family who puts up with this craziness of <laughs> having two careers, uh, a legitimate like career. Uh, and then this this uh, little passion uh, play of ours here that we're trying to do with Swamp Buck. So thanks to them for their patience and then uh, and support, uh, but also uh, to the Wild Outdoors crew too. If you guys, again, I can't say enough about about them. They, they have made a big difference in, in establishing my credibility as a brand in, in the business. It's all, I mean, having guys that, especially at that level, which that's what, that's what they do, right? They hunt, they film, they're out in the field. They're torture testing your gear. That's exactly what they're doing. And when you get to a level of like that type of show and production quality, you kind of can go wherever you want. Like you mm -hmm. can pretty much be like, ah, you know, no, I don't like it. I'm going to go approach these guys and see what their gear is about. So if there's, I mean, to stick with it, to use your gear, to hunt out of it, that, that says a lot about the quality and the effectiveness of the pattern right there. Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, I think, I think the people who last that long, they're 31 years, you know, uh, in, in the business. So one of the longest running shows actually, uh, they've had, and Jay's got a ton of stories about relationships with the big, big companies and how it's kind of a doggy dog world. Uh, I'm a small sure. company. I'm able to, 
stay below that, you know, and stay out of that mess right. and just, and just treat him good. And, and he's been good to me. Um, and now we've kind of we created this traditions line together. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but you know, I, I, it's, it's, even if it doesn't go anywhere, you know, we're still, we're still able to talk hunting all the time and, and get more time hunting. And that's, that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to be out in the field, out in the woods, out on the water fishing as well. Cause you're working into the fishing. I mean, all of that is just more experiences added and enjoying with family, friends, even just yourself to like take that mental escape from your day to day. I mean, it's all just huge and just really kind of feeds your soul. So, I mean, the more you can do it, in my opinion, the better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I highly, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a super informative show. I, I you have a, I've seen your product in person. Um, I know for all those that might be leery out there, I mean, you already touched base on it. I mean, if, if they're not, if, I mean, you have sounds like free shipping back, right? I mean, if they, if they're not happy with it. Yep. Absolutely. We'll stand behind our, our we stand behind our product. We want to make sure everybody has a, as a, as a good experience. Again, it's the only way to build your brand. I get one negative review and I don't, I don't have the big deny. I don't have that many reviews out there. So I can't, uh, and uh, I want people to be happy, even if it means a full credit and ship it back. That's, that's fine. So, I mean, right there, I mean, that says, I mean, this not only says that you stand behind your product. I mean, that's just phenomenal customer support and it gives people that confidence where I'm going to try it and be like, ah, you know what? The fit's not quite there. Can I try this size? Or it's just really isn't for me. And, and everyone, I mean, you're always going to have that one person, which it just doesn't work for. I mean, you're just going to have that, but I mean, to take it back and give that credit and be like, your happiness is more important than the sale at this point. Like, cause I want my brand, like I want people to like know my customer service is top is huge. I mean, that right there is just a ton of confidence, like not only in your product, but like in your customer support side of it. Yep. No, that's, that's what, that's what we're going for. It's, it's so simple too. Right. I mean, the, the and we've all had those customer experiences outside just anything, any retail item, right. Where you, get poor customer service you you never go back and what do you want to do you want to tell everybody about it too right uh and and it's so simple now that this is you know i control this customer experience right this is our company uh, i control it i'm going to make sure that that doesn't doesn't happen it's, and it's so easy to do you know it, right. it's not it, it's not that hard to treat people good and that's and that is a higher selling point to me than most things. I mean, yes, I want durability. Yes, I want quality. But if I don't have the customer support to match it, it's not a it's not a company I necessarily want to do business with. Because I, if I'm nothing more than a paycheck and like, and yes, obviously, I mean, we all work to make money. I work for a company. Our, our goal is to make money. Every company's goal is to make money based off of some sort of product sale or labor. I mean, that's just how the world works. That's how you get paid. You get paid for your labor, which whatever you're doing is either selling or making or fixing something gets paid for. I mean, that's just how the world works. Um, mm -hmm. But to not just be focused on that side and also want to make sure that your customer is happy at the end of the day is huge. Yep. No, you're exactly right. And hopefully we can keep control right now. That That's that's our, our motto. Right. And, and we own it. Uh, and hopefully as we get bigger, we'll, we'll keep that. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll certainly do my best to, to keep that as our, as one of the foundations of what, of how we're going to do business you know, until, uh, 
at least when when I'm as long as I'm running things, that's that's how we'll do it. Again, it's so easy. It's so easy to just take care of people. Right. And it's such a huge, large key component to the success, overall success of a business. Yeah. No, great, man. Well, well this, Jason, is, this has been fantastic, brother. I really, I really appreciate the time. I appreciate you coming on. It's been a great show. Um, tell my listeners out there again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in every other week. Um, and then go check out Swamp Punk Camel. Uh, you know, I don't bring on a lot of products. I don't. I mean, mostly I talk to other hunters, a lot of bird dog guys, deer hunters, everything else. So a product show for me is not normal. So if I'm doing this, like I saw it in person, I own some of it already. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start replacing some of my other stuff with his camo. I mean, it is a phenomenal local small company out of Wisconsin and I wouldn't bring them on if I didn't truly think it was going to, it is the product quality it is. So check them out. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Brad Hurlebus, Brad Hurlebus Outdoors. Instagram is Wisconsin underscore hunting underscore fishing. And yeah, until next time, everyone. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Thanks, another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.